Are you ready? Yeah, how's something in my eye? Oh no, not your eyeball. In my eyeball, it's like oh no, it feels like a hair under my contact. But I've taken my contact out and like re put it in and like washed it off, and I can't find anything. You know, the long term solution for the evening is to just take your contacts all the way out and wear your glasses, right? But then I can't read the words on the page. You're going to bring it directly up to your eyeball anyway. Anyway, let's get started. <laughs> Hello! Hello! Oh my gosh, what was that? <laughs> that was my hello. Heavy breathing into the microphone. <sighs> Sorry, I'm very full from dinner. What'd you eat? I uh, had chicken soup from the Mexican restaurant. Mm. So good. We had firehouse soups. Oh, was delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I miss their meatball soups. Mm. Here's a pro tip: add in balsamic vinegar to your subs. It makes it more delicious. In case you like balsamic vinegar and or subs. I do. You weren't talking to me. I was. Oh, I thought you were talking it to might, like, listeners. It might make your gluten-free bread taste better. Nothing makes gluten-free bread taste better. And the mayonnaise kind of like on the car ride home, because it's like 15 minutes away from our house, the mayonnaise kind of like solidifies into something that's almost the same texture as melted cheese. That's disgusting. <laughs> but it still tastes like mayonnaise. So you get that like creamy, cheesy texture that you want from a firehouse sub without having the extreme pain from eating cheese. And the chewiness from fake cheese. Mm-hmm. That nasty mm-hmm. stuff that I pretend is delicious. Yeah. Because you lie to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even remember what real cheese tastes like at this point. So. It's delicious. You don't have to rem- I remember that it's delicious. I just don't remember what the actual taste is. But I know that vegan cheese slices are nowhere near it. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's a disappointing time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day they'll engineer some technology that makes vegan cheese better. <sighs> You would think they would have that today. Or maybe it's just irreplaceable and... Anyway. (laughs) Welcome to Wingspan and Witches. (laughs) And apparently cheese connoisseurs. Vegan cheese. Yeah. If you are also allergic to cashews, we're screwed. (laughs) Because I've heard cashew cheese is the best one, but... Alas... I don't like dying, so. The cashew cheese ravioli I had was disgusting. Hmm. So, anywho. Anyway, okay. Today, (laughs) House of Sky and Breath. Okay, can we just talk about how beautiful the cover is? Right. Like, 
hunt. The picture that I got on Amazon was when I ordered it months ago for pre-order was nothing compared to it in real life. Like, this book jacket is gorgeous. Like, the blues in person are so much more vibrant and uh, just... It stands out so pretty against the red of the other one. Yeah. I thought that the other one was also a really pretty cover. Yes. The artwork is just beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like the artwork is matured with her writing. Yes, very much Because, like, the artwork on Throne of Glass was... It's a very young adult artwork, yes. like young adult fantasy artwork. And then Akatar, I feel like, was a little bit more sophisticated, but it still looked like nothing it was like experienced artist. Yeah. But this one is like complex and beautiful. I mean, it's just something, something else. Anyway, okay, moving along. To this masterpiece of a book. I watched a YouTube review. Well, she, like, reviewed her, um, all the books she read in February, and this was one of them. And she was like, it made me so mad, and it was a mess. And I was like, I loved it. (laughs) I didn't think it was a mess. She said that the government structure is really complicated. Oh, yeah. That I understand. Yeah. But I don't think it's a mess. I think if you pay attention. Then you can understand it. Yeah. Like, there are governors. Right. And I feel like a big part of the, um, like, the world is the government. Like, that's kind of the purpose of the whole thing is this government power over the people and how that how the characters want to overthrow it or not overthrow it or whatever so that they can have their freedom or be safe or whatever they think that they're getting out of the government right and like the levels of the government don't confuse me that much like I feel like each species has like their leader and then each leader reports to the governor and then the government reports to the Asteri. Right. Agreed. I don't think that's hard. <laughs> I don't think so either. Um, you just have to kind of pay attention. Right. But then my question is like does the Bone Quarter re- report to anyone? Yeah, they have the Underking. Oh yeah. And he steals their souls. But does he report to the Asteri? Um, I don't... I would assume so, because he is harboring... People. Yeah, and their second light. Mm-hmm. 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 So, but I don't know how, as a dead thing... He, or is he not dead? I don't know. I never... That's the one thing i never Is he undead? Is he a zombie? Is he an undead under king? Undead king? Undeader <laughs> king? <laughs> Underbird king? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I didn't so think she was confused by the thing. government. 
yeah she said it was just it was a lot and I was like yeah it's a lot it was a lot to read I think I had a much harder time with House of Earth and Blood than I did with this one because this one was a little bit more fast-paced yes so it just started in chaos and ended in chaos right 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 which might have been what she meant when she said it's a mess yes so it started in heartbreak and ends in heartbreak Mm-hmm. <sighs> let me tell you something from this book tell me rune the dan danan dan yep dan i'm assuming Don. has my entire heart and if anything happens to him in the third book i'm gonna lose my mind oh because I I love he him. doesn't become okay i'm not spoiling anything right but that's literally i just had the same thought and i know where you're going with that and same okay great i'm glad we're on the same page even though we can't speak our mind um because spoilers right on so yeah he's great oh my gosh i just Ugh. the part where you like find out why he has all his tattoos oh is that a spoiler <laughs> can i talk about that you can talk about that. I don't feel like that's a spoiler. So he talks about how he got all of his tattoos to cover up, like, the scars from his, like, father's, like, beating him. Burning him. Burning him with, you know, the Autumn King's fire. And that just, like, cracked my heart. Like, mm-hmm. I was, oh, that broke me. Because he deserves the world. He is a good boy. He, all he wants to do is protect his people and his sister. And like, yeah. Uh, uh, I know. Uh, I just love him so much. So anyway. Rune's my favorite character in this book just because you get like I feel like you learn more about him mm-hmm. and kind of what he went through. Mm-hmm. And like Flynn and Declan, oh I love them. Mm-hmm. Um and Ethan Holstrom, Connor's brother. Oh, I know. He... I like that you get so many backs, like a lot more character growth of characters that were like vaguely mentioned in the last book. Yes, you get like more of their story mm-hmm. and more of their perspectives. Like Flynn and Declan, I was like, eh, about them last time. Like, I liked them. I liked how loyal of friends they were. Mm-hmm. But you really see that in this book. And you're just like, yes. <laughs> right. The good boys. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. What did someone call them? It was like emo frat boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that is so accurate. I feel like Rune is the definition of an emo frat boy. Yes. Emo frat boy prince link. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. And then yes. Declan's just like this computer hacker genius. Right. And I feel like um Tristan is Tristan Flynn is like this preppy rich boy that is just rebel his... boy. Huh? He's like this preppy rich, doesn't want to be preppy rich. Like when I see picture him, I picture like a more um like sexually adventurous Nate from Gossip Girl. That's literally in my head was like in between Nate and Logan Huntsberger from like that level of rich, but like mm. hates every part of it. 
Yeah, and I think Nate from Gossip Girl, like, you see him hate every part of it, and I feel like that's why I think of him more. Yes. But we shall see how Tristan Flynn progresses in the next book. Right. There are theories I need to talk to you about that I just remembered anyway. Um, Anyway. Anyway. Who's your favorite person in this book? I feel like since we Mm. get so many, like, different Honestly, I think Agent Daystar, Daybright, Daystar, Daybright. Is it? I think it's Daybright. I mean, she just goes by day for most yeah. of it. Um, I think she's my favorite because I had so many conspiracy theories about who she was throughout reading the whole thing, and then when you find out at the end, I was like, "Huh, sometimes I'm correct." <laughs> um, but I just really really liked how secretly rebellious she was yes because um, it's like assumed that she's because she has all this information about the Asteri and it's assumed that she's this like significant person in power and yet she's like actively looking to undermine them as much as she can. Right. Um, and I appreciated her snarkiness and the way that she kind of let her guard down inside of her brain when her and Rune were having those conversations. I have a lot of feelings about the two of them. <laughs> I do as well. And I just, oh. yes. She also, like, her story, I feel like we're going to get more of it in the third book, and I feel uh, like it's going to break my heart. I can't wait. I can't wait. Also, when at the end, um, when she is like there as everything happens, and she's still not found out, I'm just like, what a double agent, right? Like, but she's like literally <laughs> helping them and still not being figured out. Yeah, like she is oh, so much smarter than that theory. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Our favorite parts are the same, right? Are they? Um, I think so. Um. Oh, when they're talking about her, Bryce and Rune are talking about the Star Sword. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, Rune, Rune was talking about how the sword was just as much Bryce's as it was his. And Bryce was like, I'll take it on the weekends and holidays. Don't worry. And Hunt tossed in. We'll get, it'll get two winter solstices. solstices. So double the presents. And everyone just like looked at them while they're like joking about the Star Sword being like a child of divorce. Right. It made me laugh so hard. I was like. Because they're <laughs> so. Like they just learned like the most. Like Bryce was so angry like five seconds earlier. And then like she just immediately turns it into humor to try and lighten the mood for everyone around her. Right, right, right. And I feel like that's 100% her coping mechanism. Yes, and I also think it's really, like, her and Hunt's love language is that, like, banter between them. In this book, I would consider it a lot more, like, banter than the last book. Yeah, like, much more flirty banter. Right, and I appreciate, because I think the girl that I was watching on YouTube, it, her name is Carrie, by the way. Carrie can read on YouTube. Shout out to her for so I don't plagiarize. 
Um, but she was talking about how in Sarah J. Mass's other books, there's like a very distinct switch between like the war scenes and then the love scenes. Um, and you're like, oh my gosh, they're doing it in a tent in the middle of the war. Yes. <laughs> and in this one, it's not as like in this series I feel like the romance is like interwoven into every aspect of it yes and I think part of that is because it's not an actual war not yet yeah. <laughs> and it's just more of like the in- the initial setup of it and I think that also shows like Sarah J Mass's growth as a writer too which is interesting to see having read all of her books it literally all of them yeah, multiple times. Sorry, my contact <laughs> just fell out of my eye. Oh, no. Are you blind? I'm dealing with it. Anyway. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, I think I have, like, there is, like, a, what's it called? A pattern in her books of, like, love going, like, literally into war. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of refreshing to see that, like, in this book, there's not, like... Like, they talk about war and all that in this book because of all the stuff with the government that's happening and all that. But, like... Uh-huh. And Hunt's past with and it. Hunt's past yeah. with, like, the up- uprising up whatever. Mm-hmm. Rebellion sure. thing. Yeah. But that's not, like... I feel like... Not like this book is softer, but it's, like... It's not like it's refreshing that it's not, like happiness straight into tragedy again not that that's not what this book has been but um, I think it's just like nice that this one is more of like a gradual instead of straight spiraling into war yeah it's very well blended yes yes <laughs> like Ugh. that thing in a ninja blitzer blitzer or blender I don't know it's nine o'clock <laughs> Um, anyway, okay. So, so that's that was your part. favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> Both of our favorite parts. Oh, it's so cute, though. It is. I don't know if I have like a specific. <laughs> Drop my phone. Um, I don't know if I have like a specific favorite quote. Oh. Okay. So, my favorite part, I think, is the end. Because I just really like to be right. And I've been calling it. So yes. If you have. This isn't a spoiler. But I was right. You were right. I was right. And I am thrilled about it. So I... there you go. And my favorite quote was. And it'll have two winter solstices. Double the presents. That's my favorite <laughs> quote. Okay, you continue. Hunt me. Hunt. <laughs> right. Uh, my That's favorite something is... I would say. Right. My favorite quote is also from Hunt, and it is yet another declaration of love because the hopeless romantic in me just loves them. Um, but he says, let me, find my, let me bring it up to my face because these glasses suck. Um, he says, our love is stronger than time greater than any distance our love spans across stars and worlds and i will find you again i promise which you know shatter your heart why don't shatter my heart why don't you right um but it 
relates. So in A Court of Wings and Ruin, Cassian says the same thing to Nesta. I will find you again in this book. Something like that. And yes. And then in uh, Kingdom of Ash, Adian? What is Aelin's cousin's name? Adian? Aiden. Adian. Adian says the same thing to Lysandra. Mm. He was like, because he was like, I love you. And she says, and I, you. He was like, I will find you in like in the next lifetime. And um, I promise. And she says in every lifetime. Mm. And I'm like, these people. <laughs> Sarah J. Mass. Also, also, it's in um, Clockwork Princess where Jim is constantly telling Tessa and Will, like, I'll see you on in the next life. Like, whatever yes. is across the river on the wheel, I'll see you in the next lifetime. And every time, Tessa's like, I'm immortal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's just Not like, that's just something else in her books that connects all three books. And I just yes. like how we were talking about like calls to like and you do not yield and like all these like little quotes that mm-hmm. she puts in all of her books. And I'm just like, <coughs> ah, sorry, choking on my spit. That's um, I'm sorry. I'm only human. I'm only human. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder how much of it. Like, how many of those things she takes from, like, her own experience with her husband? Oh, my gosh. Don't she do that said, Okay. Sorry. She said that, like, her husband is the inspiration for Cassian, I think. Or Reese or something. I don't know. It's the cutest thing. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> husband I could write a book boyfriend based on. Wait, I want a husband that I could base a book boyfriend off of. Yeah. Yeah. Life sucks sometimes. I'm not creative enough to write a book. Yeah, me either. I've tried. I've failed. You've tried? I've tried. I got bored in college. Thought I could write a book. I cannot. (laughs) (laughs) I frequently get bored, and instead of writing books, I play Angry Birds. How old are you? You know, don't hate. I really want to feed my little tiny hatchling bird, and I'm struggling to catch enough apples. Oh my god. What? <laughs> That's not a part of Angry Birds? This is Angry Birds 2. They keep redoing classic games, and it makes me sad. I don't think I'd consider Angry Birds a classic game. I think I'd consider, consider Nintendogs a classic game. Oh, yes. Barbie Horse Adventure. Or Crash Bandicoot. Or Mario something. Super Bros. This Mario was Zach and Cody Nintendo game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Lizzie McGuire <laughs> <Lizzie laughs> <Maguire> game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We had to catch the flowers. Uh, yeah. Oh, my and God. And had to bop Kate on the head with your feet. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Blasting the past over. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would also like to say Hypaxia in this book. 
had very small roles yet mm-hmm. again doing mm-hmm. my home girl dirty but mm-hmm. the roles that she did have did have like, the times that we saw her <laughs> this were, like, is why you couldn't write a book <laughs> did have <laughs> anyway the times that we did see her were so important <laughs> I know she reminds me of Irene Towers in yes um Third of glass, yeah, the third of glass series. Beep, beep, Because she's got like such a small kind of side role, but then she's like majorly important in some places. Oh. I really hated reading Kale's book, and then I realized how important it was, and I was like, "Oh, frick!" <laughs> Got to read about this idiot. Got to read about Salad Boy, but his wife <laughs> is pretty cool. <laughs> Yes, I did appreciate reading about Salad Boy's process through physical therapy via Irene, but okay. not the point of this podcast. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Well. What else you got, sister? I'm really sad the third book's not out yet. Right. I was really bummed that I finished it and I couldn't immediately start the next one. Right. This is why we reread old books. <laughs> right. Because what you could go of- straight from reading that last line of like, what the frick? To <laughs> the next line. <laughs> right. To, Finally, some revelation. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking on that, what book are we doing next? Caravel. Caravel. Ugh. Are you ready for the twisty turnies of this again? Oh my gosh. This is the twistiest, turniest book I've ever read. Right, but it's so good. It's so good. Um, I'm ready to... Caravel is great. I'm ready to do the second and third books. Right. Because the then, first one, I like the first one, but it's right. like the second and third are when you really get into the, like hot and heavy good right, 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 stuff right, and you're right. like, oh, yes. Yes, I love Tella. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, anyway, and then after that, we get to read the new ones. <gasps> and I'm excited about this. Did we pick and, the series just so we go out and buy the newest one? Yes. Well, maybe. <laughs> but also because we love the series. Right, right. This is like one of my favorite series that I've recommended to you. This is a really good one. And it's like House of Sky and Breath. I would not recommend if you are trying to avoid like sex scenes when you're reading. Um, yeah, it's got a few of those. It's got quite a few. House of Earth and Blood was better about it. Um, but this one has quite a few sex scenes. And you can kind of skim over them because you don't really learn anything important in them. Yeah. You kind of do in one of them. But, like, if you skim towards the end of it, you'll get there. Um, <laughs> and then it's not that important. Um, and I like in Caravel that there's no sex scenes, really. Yeah. It's I don't think at all. <laughs> yeah, it's like if it, there's going to be a sex scene, it like, cuts to black, you know? Yeah. But there's no actual skimming that you have to do. Yeah, you can't skim that book. You're going to miss, like, a whole thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the twisty turns are so good. But we will save that. <laughs> For next week. Right on. Okay. Right on. All right. Go figure out how to splice these two videos together. Mm. Good I thing I'm not I'm not good at technology, so we'll also have to read some how-tos and stuff, which is how I learned how to knit. 
Yep, and now I have a scarf. Yep, and also how I learned how to cross-stitch. Is that why I have these little thingamajiggers hanging up in my room? Yep. One that's a creepy hand and one that is some flowers in a pot. The creepy hand is also a flower. (laughs) Pretty sure it's supposed to be an aloe plant. (laughs) Right? I thought it looked like a creepy hand. Oh like, no! I think like it was... in a circle. I think it is supposed to be an aloe plant. <laughs> when you squint, it looks like an aloe plant. I'm gonna blame all of this on the fact that you're blind. <laughs> <laughs> That's the issue here: is that you're blind. It's not my cross stitch skills, well, the other ones or the patterns cute. that I followed. It's just you being blind. You made me cry. And that's just your contacts falling out of your eyes. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> next up, Caravelle. And, yeah. That's yes. all. That's it. That's all we got. That's all we got. The third one needs to come out ASAP. Yes. Agreed. Not of Caravelle. That one's already out. Go read it, people. Go read it, people. Okay. Remember, it's only a game. And I'll find you in the next life. And in the next world. And And in the the arms of... of An angel. (laughs) (laughs) In the arms of an angel. That's not the right tune. I don't know what a tune is. So... That's why I can't clap on beat either. That's rhythm. Those are, I think, two different things. This Did is why I have to follow I, a tune to clap. I don't know. This is why I lip sync everything when I was in Kurt Chorus. Lip synced? Lip synced? Lip synced? Lip synced? I was in chorus for a year and I lip synced everything. That's a tragic story. Not for everybody's ears. It was a great story for everybody listening. Not for these people. <laughs> You're welcome. Yikes. Okay. The end. Adios. Adios, amigos. Oh, no. It's better than deuces. Shut up. I liked my deuces. <laughs> we say, peace out. Is there a peace sign no one can see? All right. Bye.